6.37, that means it's time to check in with Vaughn Palmer with the Vancouver Sun. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. We are starting with some encouraging news when it comes to public sector bargaining. Yeah, you've got the unions representing 100,000 public sector workers, or almost 100,000, uh, going back to the table. So the BCGEU, they're not ending their strike, but they are going back to the table. Uh, it means, of course, if you're talking, you're not going to expand your strike. So that's encouraging. And the hospital employees union, which is the main union in the healthcare care facility sector. So... Uh, These are the uh, cleaners and the janitors and technicians and a bunch of other positions in the hospitals. Uh, They they were negotiating as well. They represent about 60,000 workers. And they suspended their talks, which were going well, um, when the GEU went out. They're now going back to the table as well. So, yeah, very encouraging. It's always better when they're talking, Jill, than when they're just picketing and and snorting at each other across the, uh, well, not even going to the table. And another encouraging thing, and one hates to admit this being in the news media, but the uh, GEU and the government have agreed on blackout a media blackout. They won't be exchanging salvos and orders and uh, accusations uh, through the media. They'll actually uh, be under the cone of silence talking. As I said, that means we don't get as much news out of the talks, but I have to say, based on the history of these things, it's a better way to get a deal than when you're bargaining in public. Yeah, I think uh, we would all uh, agree on that, even though it doesn't give us uh, new things to really talk Dang, about. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> no more threats, no more counteroffers. Um, yeah, anyway. What would, you, what would you, if you looked into your magic crystal ball, though, what would you think was it that got them at least well, back to the table? This is, this is really, given the way this thing has gone, this actually is surprising. Because remember, when the BCGEU, uh, the General Employees Union, representing all the public servants, when they announced their strike intentions and gave 72 hours notice earlier this month, they told us that the government had invited them back to the table, and they'd thought it over, and they concluded that there was no reason to do so because there was no sign of a new offer from the government, and they'd already rejected the old one. So now they've accepted the invitation. They announced it last night. So um, there's a couple of possibilities here, and I'm guessing that each is a factor. The first is that uh, the government has indicated, okay, we can talk, you know, and there's always room to tweak the final offer, and maybe they hinted, there's a revised offer coming. That would be very encouraging to the union. It would get them back to the table. But I think the other thing, too, you'd have to say, Jill, is there's not much indication that there's huge public support for this position the union's taking. you know, we don't have opinion polling on it yet, but I know when uh, and your station, NW, and others have said, well, call in and tell us what you think, uh, there's been some calls of support, but there's a lot of people that are going, hey, $2,500 signing bonus, 11% over three years, some inflation protection, what's not to like about that offer? So I think perhaps as well, Jill, I'll speculate that there are some members of the government employees union at the low end of the pay scale who are going $2,500 is actually a lot of money right now and you don't have to go on strike for very long 
before you start losing money. In other words, the settlement doesn't make up for what you've lost in pay. So I think all of that is probably goes into the mix, but I'm just guessing uh, they're not talking to us anymore. So uh, we're just going to have to sit here on the sidelines and guess and hope for the best. And I would completely agree with you because you're right. Every time we've opened up the phones or we've had people call our buzz line, I'm not I wasn't just picking the ones of people saying this is a good offer. You should take this. I was trying to find all sides and there were a couple in support. But you're right. The bulk of the calls from people, at least people who took the time to call in, were saying this is a really good deal. You kept your jobs through the whole pandemic. You've got wicked good pensions. Uh, You've got a lot of good things going on. What more do you want? Yeah, you know, you're right, Jill, and it's not just the public. There is some interesting comments come from the hospital employees union. They're the lead negotiators for the health care facilities. There's nine unions in there, but almost all, 90% of the workers are members of the HEU. So the HEU's statement on going back to the table is, you know, officially the unions all support each other, but... Look at what the HEU is saying. They got the same offer in front of them as the GEU, right? And the head of the HEU is saying they're happy to be going back to, quote, our very productive negotiations. So the hospital employees union, looking at a similar offer, maybe almost exactly the same offer as the BCGEU, is saying, hey, we were getting somewhere with this. They weren't saying they were going on strike. They weren't saying, uh, you know, this is an insult and not, and not a good offer. They're saying it did offer some protection for their members. There was They were making progress on other issues. So uh, the BCGEU has taken a more militant attitude toward this offer than the hospital employees union. And again, Jill, that suggests to me that there may be public sector workers out there who are going, we don't want to strike at this time. We're getting close to an acceptable offer, and let's get back to the table and let's do it, which is certainly the message coming from the Hospital Employees Union. And when we talk about cost of living adjustment, or COLA, as we refer to it, how big of a deal is it, do you think? Because we do hear from the BCGEU, uh, not now that the blackout is in place, but they've, they've made it very clear they're not happy with the fact that MLAs gave themselves the protection and that they want the same. But it's not exactly the same, is it, what they're asking for? No, I mean, they make a big deal of the fact that the MLAs gave themselves COLA protection. So the MLAs did, as a long time ago, way back in 2007, when Gordon Campbell was premier, uh, we went to a system where the annual increase in the base pay for MLAs uh, was tied to inflation. Now, there wasn't much inflation in those days. It was actually accepted by the NDP and the Liberals as a way around the sort of festering controversy that MLAs were in- approving their own pay increases. And, and so they went, Let, let's stop this, which was controversial, voting ourselves a pay increase, and let's just tie it to the rate of inflation. And they did. And it was no big deal at the time because there wasn't much inflation. But, you know, even now, uh, the MLA pay increase, the base increase of the base pay for MLAs this year, based on inflation, was 2.8%. So that's actually less than the government is offering government employees. I know it's going forward. Uh, but 2.8% 
for MLAs, so their base pay went from about 112000 a year to uh, 115000 a year. I'm not suggesting MLAs are hardship cases, mm-hmm. but I do say that if you're going to talk about MLAs having voted themselves a pay increase, it wasn't this group of MLAs, it was a bunch of MLAs back in 2007, and so far the increases have not been great. I think you could make an argument, Jill, that they ought to cap the inflation increase going forward and maybe cap it to whatever increase they give uh, you know, if there is a final settlement, I should say when there is a final settlement uh, with the government employees union, I, I think the final settlement with public sector workers will include some inflation protection down the road. I don't think they're going to give them the current rate of inflation, which is hmm, 8%. I'm not sure. they'll. I doubt they'll even give them 5%, which is what the GEU is asking. So, yeah, some cost of living protection, but not sky's the limit cost of living protection. Right. And especially given the fact that we've talked about this, that this is kind of setting the template for other settlements. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, so... You know, the hospital employees union, as I say, they're bargaining there at the table. They say uh, they've made a lot of progress. Uh, the BCTF, uh, the Teachers Federation, just starting. Uh, the doctors of BC are talking to the government about their fee schedule. And we've been told, Jill, that those talks are addressing ways to deal with the shortage of family doctors, perhaps including an incentive for them, perhaps the government agreeing to pick up some of the uh, the overhead costs. We've been told that eh, there may be something to announce on that early next month as well. The teachers are going back to teach without having gotten anywhere near the point of giving strike notice. So uh, parents don't need to worry about that right now. Uh, but you're right, Jill. Down the road, the GEU talks and the HEU talks will determine the shape of well, almost 200 public sector contracts and fee agreements of one kind or another. All right. Vaughn, on that note, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, Jill.